Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information about our ministries, head to calvarystgeorges.org. Well, happy Advent, you brood of vipers. First of all, I want to start off by thanking Jacob for giving me such a fun, light first gospel reading for my first sermon here at Calvary St. George's. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Chloe, a second-year seminarian at the Episcopal Divinity School, and I have the honor of doing my field placement here with this incredible congregation. Now, this Sunday of Advent is historically known as Rejoice Sunday in the church. So why the heck does the lectionary have John the Baptist yelling at you to get your act together? In our individualistic, perfectionist society in which all the messaging we get tells us to just pull ourselves together and pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, John's words comes at us as a directive rather than as the judgment that paves the way for grace. As the last of the Old Testament prophets, John the Baptist is the embodiment of the law. We need the judgment the law brings to lay bare, to lay bare the stark reality of our bondage to the self. But the one he points to does come and fulfills the law and lays down his life for you. My siblings in Christ, we have a God who knows that you and I are turned in on ourselves. In the forgiveness of our sins, we are given freedom from the bondage to the self. Now we've all been to Central Park where we've seen the ducks gliding along smoothly across the surface of the water. But under the surface, their legs are paddling frantically. This is called the duck effect, and it accurately describes both you and me. We are the crowds going out to John, desperately trying to prove that with a few adjustments here and there, we will not be the one who is canceled on Twitter. As though we can set ourselves apart in our desperation to save ourselves. But since the first time I walked into Calvary Church three years ago, the message in this parish has been consistent. God is the one who makes a way out of no way. The enjoy and enjoy your forgiveness means enjoy. And that is why we can hear John's exhortations of judgment as good news. Because we know that we are not the ones who can save ourselves. God is the one who makes a way out of no way. So your duck legs under the surface of the water, frantically paddling to prove your righteousness, can stop. Rest in your forgiveness. Rest in grace. As Fleming Rutledge notes, Advent is designed to show that the meaning of Christmas is diminished to the vanishing point if we are not willing to take a fearless inventory of the darkness. The judgment is good news. The darkness has been, is being, and will be taken inventory of. And you have no reason to fear. That's why there's grace. Grace is not sentimental love that does not take stock of the darkness. Grace is love that can withstand the judgment and in Christ has absorbed the judgment so that you are free to open your heart and turn outside of yourself. During Advent, we sit in the dark, 
but we sit in the dark knowing that it is morning. We know that the darkness has been, is being, and will be taken account of, but dawn is breaking. So we need not be afraid of the darkness. We can look at it honestly and admit our own complicity. In the darkness of Advent, in the midst of COVID, natural disasters, climate change, war, political upheaval, we boldly claim that it is morning. Denial of the darkness leads to nothing but addiction, depression, anxiety. When you know that it is morning, you do not have to be in denial. You can look at the darkness honestly and not run or hide. We are a brood of vipers. But in Christ, we are children of God who boldly claim our beloved identity. Because of the blood of Jesus shed for you and for me, we are free to be honest and to see clearly. If you heard John the Baptist's words today and you started taking notes and making a mental image of how you're going to make a few adjustments and become your ideal self, well, in the words of my hero and queen, the Reverend Nadia Boltzweber, your ideal self is not real. You are. You, in all your inconsistencies and beauty. You and your sinner and saintness. You, God beloved. You are magnificently imperfect. God does not love your ideal self. God loves you. If you heard John the Baptist today and you thought, well, I just can't do it. I'm not strong enough. Good. Your weakness is fertile ground for a forgiving God to make something new and to make something beautiful. In the last season of the TV show Girls, the main character, Hannah's best friend Marnie, is dealing with a collapsing marriage and recognizing how many red flags she missed because she was too busy being consumed with herself. As the two of them, Hannah and Marnie, are sitting on the kitchen floor, a broken window above them, Hannah expresses to Marnie her love for her and then says, we're gonna get you out of this bed you made for yourself. All I ask is that you really look at yourself and look at situations honestly. That is the offer God gives us in Christ. In absorbing the judgment that is necessary to take account of the darkness, God has freed us to be honest. In the words of Reverend Boltzweber, the thing that keeps me so obsessed with grace is the way that grace is related to truth. Because when we trust in grace, we're not afraid of the truth, good or bad. There's no reason to fear. And that, my siblings in Christ, is why we can hear John's judgment as good news. As people who have come to the end of themselves, who know that they cannot be the ones to save themselves, but who know that there is a power that has come into the world and that is coming into the world that will burn away the chaff that holds God's creation hostage. So repent. Turn around. Admit that you are tired of pretending to hold it all together. 
In this time in Advent, as we sit in darkness, you can sit in full confidence of the promises made to you in your baptism and open your heart to God, your neighbor, and yourself. Stop the duck legs. God doesn't want you to prove yourself to be anything other than you are, which in the age where the shadow of the cross falls upon the the manger is a broken and wounded individual, but with a God whose wounds touch your own. The Lord is near in the midst of the brokenness, with wounds of his own to connect to yours. And that is why I say to you all, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Rejoice, you brood of vipers. Rejoice. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of our parish, we would really appreciate it. You can make a one-time or recurring gift by going to calvarystgeorges.org slash give. Thank you for your support.